0: All right, welcome back to the show. We're on episode 16 of Off the Dome today. Uh how are you guys? How are you guys doing? Sleepy. Romero. I'm Yeah, good. I know you're sleepy. You you sound sleepy as hell. How are you doing, Romero?
1: I'm good. I'm nervous, but just trying to get everything in line for my trip on Monday. Yeah, where guys, we have I'm going to Europe. Yeah, but
0: where where are you flying out to first?
1: Uh Barcelona. Woof. And then I'm going to go – I'm going to be there for I think like four or five days. Um, And then I'm going to be in Italy for like a week and a half or so. Um, Maybe closer to two weeks. I think it's closer to two weeks than Switzerland and Germany.
0: That's – man, that's kind of like the same route I took. Like I think I – when I went to Europe in 2018, I studied. Or I went to London first, and then I studied in Spain for a month. But then after that, I flew out to Italy, and just went north. Like I just went from Italy from from sorry from Rome to Florence, all those cities you, you posted on your story, Ramiro. Yeah. Just all the way up to Germany, but I didn't go to Berlin like you are gonna go to. But that's
1: a train all the way from Rome to Germany, essentially. Dude, that fucking story pissed me off because. First fucking comment on there was bitches. I was like, bro, God from who? I'm asking for a seri. It's a serious question, and this is well, what my friend replied with.
2: D- did you say serious inquiries only?
1: No. Yeah. See, that's wow. your fault. Okay, my bad.
2: Yeah, to specify sometimes.
1: My bad for expecting a little bit more. Or,
0: or maybe like you've just set this. You've set this. Uh, what's the word? Like People people just know you for that. People just know you to pull.
1: That's false, bro. That's it's cap. not false, though. It's cap. It's not false. Cap, cap, cap.
0: What about you, Austin? Tell tell us what you were up to the past couple of days.
2: Just working, literally. No, but I was going to say, we do have a bonus episode with Romero because I know the last episode, we kind of left it off saying goodbye, but... We do have at least one more, so I'm glad we can get this in.
1: They needed someone to carry them across uh, through the episode.
2: <sighs> yeah, where we close out the month of July strong. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think I might have talked about it before on one of our episodes, but I work remotely, but occasionally I do go to our headquarters um, every three months or so. So that time was this week. So I got back today. I flew out this beginning of this week. So only stayed for a few days, not too long, but it went by really quick. Actually, sometimes I feel like it not drags out, but just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Was it, do you really go that often? I didn't know it was that often.
2: Yeah. It's every three months. Last time was April. So yeah. I thought it was last. Uh, April. But it worked then... out
0: because... The, I was getting there. I the was getting there. you were here. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no. Sorry, I was trying to think of what... Of of an analogy, but I couldn't. So that's why I had the mental pause. Not menopause. Mental <laughs> pause. Just to make sure nobody misheard me. Or maybe but, both. No, uh, no. That ain't me. I do get hot real easily, though. I know that's not the only side effect, but... <laughs> but anyways so anyways that also happened to be when mr otd member number three just kidding Damn, we're all number, he's, number we're three? All...
1: he's number one hey
0: i'm i'm Me? actually i'm happy with being number three three my favorite number so i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah for dwayne wade no dude it's just my favorite number growing up okay yeah
2: <laughs> oh, okay it just happened to be that d wade was on your favorite players but anyways Mr. Kirin finally decided to move into his apartment in Austin even though he's had the apartment for like almost a month now. But He moved in. It's
1: a struggle. Fucking lazy ass.
2: Alright. We could have thrown so many parties there with no furniture but it's alright. Maybe another time. But anyways, he moved in and it kind of worked out because normally Wednesday night is the night that like we, me and my co- uh, co-workers, we kind of like have a I guess, just social outing, you know, whether it's like my boss takes us uh, on the lake or, you know, we just go to a nice happy hour or even in the past, we've done stuff like, you know, Star and just just fun social activities, you know, just to get out of the office, especially since majority of us of my team anyways is remote. So it's, remote, yeah. so it's good to have that social interaction. Um, but anyways, that did not occur because only half of us went down this week. Um, so there's only two of us that were there. And then my other co-worker that uh, lives on the West Coast, he actually left um, Wednesday night. So it was just me and it worked out that Kitten had uh, some free time to hang out. And so this is my last night for the visit this, this time around. And we got to meet up, got to see his new place, got to see his kitty, uh, Lulu, and... We found some good spots, actually. It was I mean, I shouldn't say we. I say we because I was with Karan, but... Karan... <laughs> it, it was a joint effort. I mean, obviously, I've been to, like, a few places, and so I had, like, backup ideas, like, if we did need to go somewhere, or just depending on what type of food we wanted to eat. Wanted to eat. But it turns out, all it really takes is just a simple Google search and reading a few reviews, and you end up in a good spot, because that's Dude, what
1: happened. That's, that's what I'm doing, because it's like i i heard of all like the, the tourist traps in europe um and I, this past like these past like two or three days i've literally just been going on like google and like googling like best places to eat of course on a budget i'm not gonna be going to like a fucking Michelin star restaurant but, not even one uh-huh
2: not even one
1: i don't know i i did think about one but i mean it's too much, dude. I'm gonna be it's over, like, I'll tell I'm, you, like, I'm gonna be over there for a whole month.
2: Yeah, just one time, exactly one time. I mean, if you, it's the whole thing, if you're gonna be there, make the trip. Might as well at least take it advantage as much as you can of everything, even if it's trying once, like, like you mentioned last. Uh, or I don't know if you mentioned it in our off the bench, if which is a new sports series that we have as part of off the dome. Or in our last episode, but w- whichever episode, I know you had mentioned that you're going to a Dortmund game. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like you're going to every single Dortmund thing that you can. True. But you're still at least going to a Dortmund game because you're there. And I know that's obviously higher ranked as opposed to like your interest in uh, restaurants since, you know, you're not an aspiring chef. Not yet, I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I'd like to consider myself a a foodie. Foodie? Yeah. But I mean,
2: with your with your homemade ramen,
1: yeah, with my homemade mm. ramen, bro. <laughs> hey, not not everybody can get that just right. It takes a certain amount of skill. Oh yeah, you got the
2: secret spice that you add to it, or something like that. Yep. But
1: yeah. Anyways, like Valentina. you Valentina. add that? I
2: guess what... i don't understand like sriracha, but Valentina for
1: ramen? Not dude, sriracha. I hate sriracha. It tastes but anyways like, you should
0: taste
2: like dirt you i never tasted sriracha that tastes like that i don't understand you never tasted at... dirt so you you've never tasted dirt though like for real
0: i mean i think you gave me some some food you cooked once. no i'm kidding um <laughs> i think you're yeah i think you're doing the right thing romero like just that's what i did i just looked at a bunch of stuff on google maps or google um and then you can always like see, maybe after you meet some people there itself, like what they recommend. Sometimes, like, you'll find a lot of stuff online that looks good, but I think the people there know the real spots to eat at. Yeah. And you might find that they give you a recommendation that's actually, like, food wise better than like a Michelin star restaurant, but costs way less too. Cause, you know, I mean, in my opinion, I see, I think maybe I look at life differently now than I did four years ago. Like, maybe now I would do what Austin does like said and just like try it out just for like the experience but at the same time it's like in my head i'm not a picky eater so i feel like food can only taste i mean food can taste really good but like food can only taste so good until the point where i'm like thinking about
2: but how do you know though unless you've tried it you don't know yeah exactly right and so either way you still gain knowledge or experience and say you've done it and if you don't ever do again that's fine at least you. Don't ever have to think what if.
1: Yeah, at least you tried. That's true. And
0: you can Mm -hmm. say that you tried it in Europe. You didn't do it over here or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like it'd be, I don't know. I feel like it'd be more expensive here, to be honest.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think so. Probably because
2: I feel like more things are a la carte.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. The good thing right now is that the euro and the dollar are almost the same. Yeah, and you don't really pay tax over there, usually. Thank God. And you don't have to tip. More money for me.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, I want to tell you guys a story. So, yes, I procrastinated with moving to Austin just because I just felt like I was pretty comfortable oh. where I was living at before. <laughs> That's an or interesting though. Yeah. Literally waited a last minute. I... Yeah, I know. Yeah, tell but, you us know what, I was... what
2: time did you arrive to your apartment complex with your uh, U-Haul?
0: uh it was probably like 2 a.m or something but at the same time i was like i was like okay oh you know what happened okay here's what happened i was telling you guys like when i was yeah see my dumbass like looked at went to uhaul.com or like made a couple phone calls like the day i was planning on moving i was like oh yeah you know i'll just go pick it up the day i move like it's all good and then the dude was like yeah it's not how it works like there's nothing here until like next monday i was like (laughs) all right well i guess at least i have my lease for like a day after that so i'll go that day but yeah i ended up getting here really late, unpacking, I'm still unpacking, like, uh, the boys actually were patient enough to wait for me to set up my chair and desk, that, that like, literally is, we started recording a minute after that, but, yeah, it's, I was, I was pretty comfortable in my previous apartment, you know, it's just kind of, it was more spacious, and what I was kind say? of it was dreading, brutal, it? yeah, but I was actually, and Austin was here, so I was telling him about how it's actually exceeded my expectations a little bit, like, I guess when with low expectations, you, you're less disappointed inevitably. But I want to tell you guys a story. So, um, yeah, I moved out and I was staying there for a while, but um, I used to study with a friend. And we did that a lot. And it was a really nice place and quiet. And that's why we would study there a lot. But one day when we were studying there, it was during the day, this like older woman came. And she started walking around and I didn't really make anything of it, but it was just me at the time. Like my friend wasn't with me and she was just walking around kind of like walking slowly. And then she walked away and then she came back like, I don't know, 15 minutes later. And she just walked up to me and she was like, what are you doing? And I was telling her, I'm like, I'm studying and stuff. And somehow we just started to converse. And she was telling me a little bit about her and how she just moved into that apartment complex. And she was uh moving there because her her son and her daughter-in-law lived on the couple floors above so she, it was good to have some family but that she was also 89 years old and pursuing a master's degree like 89
1: crazy. years old 89
0: years old this woman looked like she was 65 maybe all right and she was pursuing a master's degree that she was doing online and uh you know her university was based out of i think it was TWU no TWU was her undergrad so she was doing i don't know 89 years old and doing
1: doing this online
0: (laughs) crazy (laughs) that's crazy Crazy. it gets crazier um like the thing with me i think i have a soft spot for people who are like on the elder side i don't know why i think it's because probably my grandparents had a lot so it was just um i just i don't know i just get pretty emotional like hearing people's stories especially if they're older and so she was telling me about how she was you know born during the great depression she was telling me about how she literally had nothing growing up and you know today she's off because of her you know saving investing and just supporting her family she's telling me her whole life story but I couldn't control it like I just started crying like out of nowhere and I was like apologetic that I was getting emotional but I think she knew and she just didn't really acknowledge it that much so I'm sitting here, like, bawling, dude. It just got to the point where, like, I was like, I needed napkins. Like, I needed napkins on top of napkins because I just couldn't handle it. I was like, man, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like, she's just so determined, perseverant. Um, so, yeah, so it was, it was just great beating her. And I told her I would see her again, like, at some point. And then fast forward, like, a week. I see her again. She's walking around in the same lobby. I guess I cried even more. Like, I just couldn't stop crying, like, these two times I met her. Um Her story is just really moving. Like, it just moved me like crazy. And then, um, so she added me on Facebook. I got her phone number and I was like, yeah, just stay in touch. Like, if you ever need anything and your family is not available, just let me know. Um, To the point where when I was moving, the last day I, oh, so the second time I met her, she was telling, I was like asking her, hey, I was like, hey, what do you eat? Like, I'm sure you have a specific diet that you follow, which is why you're so healthy right now and you're very active. What do you eat? So one day, like, I can just cook for you maybe and just, you know, give it to you as a gesture. And so she was telling me how she's like super into like vegetable heavy diets. She doesn't really eat anything else. Um, So the day I, the day before I moved away, which was I guess last Sunday. Yeah. Last Sunday. Um, I remembered. So I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, Hey, I'm actually moving. Like I told you, do you think I could just drop off some food for you and say goodbye? And so I went to her apartment for the first time Went inside. you know, it's like super pristine place with a bunch of like memorabilia of like stuff Many people have gifted her. Um, And then she has, like, her computer, Ramiro, with, like, her whole webcam. It's so cute. Um, (laughs) That's how she goes, like, virtual classes. But, man, it was just – I went into that apartment telling my – you've already just busted tears uncontrollably two times. Like, you need to not cry this time. You need to stay strong and, like, just show that you appreciated this friendship and show that, like, you cared about – you care about this person. You don't need to cry to do that. And then just say goodbye. Like, you know, you can say goodbye as a temporary goodbye, of course, and come back and visit her or whatever. But I just couldn't control. I don't know why it's like, I'm trying to like, while I was like crying and while I was talking to her and then at the aftermath of it was, which was really bad. Cause I just felt super sad. I was trying to think about like why I felt sad. And I was trying to think about like why I just couldn't stop crying. And I'm telling you, it was like this weird balance between like, man, this is like such a beautiful thing that I was able to meet a person like this who's so determined. It turns out she's actually going to try to pursue like a doctorate next year, um, which is even crazier. You know what I mean? Like I've never heard of like a 90 year old pursuing a PhD. Like my grandfather passed away at 90 with Parkinson's and dementia and everything. And this woman's just so strong and like determined. And she's just willing to push herself to the next level because I think she realizes every single day the place and the era by which she came from and it just pushes her and makes her stronger but yeah i don't understand why like i don't it's just and i was thinking about Ramiro a lot for some reason i don't i was like why am i so sad it's like this weird balance between appreciation of meeting someone and like sadness of it's just like too beautiful you know what i mean it's like too too much to handle and i can't i still can't understand that part like how is something too beautiful to the point where it's like it just makes you emotional you know what i mean it's I like don't... is it i'm afraid of losing that or is
1: it a, or is it something else i just from the way you're speaking about it i just think you're finding it more as like a, a goal like it's something that you just enjoy watching people who have these sorts of i dream ideas goals dreams and no matter how old they are like as long as you see them going towards that then of course it's going to give you a good feeling like yeah she didn't pursue this like it it hits different when you see somebody who's 28 pursuing a a master's to when you see someone who's like 89 pursuing a master's you're like oh hey like it's one of those things where like if you really set your mind to do it you can do it you know so I pres- In my opinion, that's why it's moving. Yeah, but, I think
0: you're right. I think it's like partly admiration,
1: like you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, hey, if an 89-year-old can do it, then, I mean, they can do absolutely anything they set their mind to.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, damn, but, you've, you've done you've done so much in your life, and you still have it in you. Like, you still have this yeah. drive. And I even asked her, I was like, hey, like, I asked her if I could record it, like, audio-wise. And she she said, of course, yeah, go for it. So I asked her, I was like, what drives you? And she just told me, like, I'm going to paraphrase, but she just told me she was like, you know, I came literally from nothing like where I used to walk outside and I would just be covered in dust for no reason. And I like would come home. We were poor. We had nothing. All my mom would do is make beans and like rice. And that's all like, that's all I would eat. That's all I would be used to. And so I just knew I wanted to get out of it like that, get out of that spiral. It's kind of like paraphrasing what she said, but yeah it's it, like you said it's just a moving just a moving story to see someone that hungry and that perseverant after she has everything now you know
1: yeah um but whenever you said that it kind of have you ever heard of um the town in italy called i think it's sardinia i think it's so it's funny because i watched the show a while back um and it's just weird how this kind of just came together. Um, But they have, like, the most amount of people who live over 100, like, per capita or, like, per 1,000 people or something like that. Um, And, like, there was people doing studies to see if it was more like a a genetic thing or if it was a diet. Um, And apparently it's just, like, one they just stay in shape it's such a small town that they can just like walk everywhere so like you still see see uh them like doing their things like oh we're gonna go and buy the newspaper or something like that so they're still getting like their steps in um Mm -hmm. but another thing is like they have a diet that's like high protein but it doesn't actually come from meat it's a lot it's like it's like protein from like beans and like chickpeas and stuff like that so it's like a very vegetable rich diet but also good with proteins and fats but it's very low meat and it's kind of it, whenever you said that she has a vegetable rich diet i was like oh huh, that's that's interesting
0: yeah she doesn't she doesn't really eat much meat, and this. it's yeah it's cool that you say that too because i know that countries like spain and italy like they don't they also don't really have any or at least not as much as are compared to like the U S like when it comes to GMOs, pesticides, they have none of that. You know what I mean? Their diet is so fresh. Like their the vegetables they eat are not from the same source as ours. And I think it has something to do with it.
1: For sure. There was, there was a lot of people who, um, I knew in college who would come from, um, different countries And they would get here and just automatically gain weight just Mm -hmm. like the first few months just put weight like it was nothing and then they would go home and lose it all and Mm -hmm. it was just like a rinse and repeat they would come back and just gain weight go home and then just lose it all and it wasn't like they were changing their eating habits it's just like the food
2: it's what they're putting in
1: yeah like the food is the same it's just like the quality of the food is different
2: See, that's why you should go to a Michelin restaurant. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I mean, that's why we should. There was a. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Oh no, I was just adding on before I forgot as well. Talking about the. Well, it's not related to your story, but just about wholesome moments, I guess you could say. <clears throat> it's actually last night when you dropped me off at my hotel um after you declined coming upstairs <laughs> but anyways yeah so I walked in and then there's a guy walking in in front of me and so um these elevators like you had to have your room key in order to like to actually get to your room like yeah. it wouldn't go up or whatever and so anyways the guy ahead of me he had already scanned his and he put his number in and I was like oh let me see if I can put mine in real quick and I put it and I was like oh okay cool I was like I don't know if it was gonna work or not and so we're going up, and he's like, "Are you from around here, or like, like from Texas or something?" I was like, "I'm, I'm from Dallas." He's like, "Oh, okay." He's like, well, "That's my first time here." And like, just in Texas in general, he's like, "I'm from the Bay, Bay Area," and I know where the Bay Area is, but I couldn't, I didn't um, understand necessarily what he said. So I was like, "From where?" He's like, "From San Fran." I was like, oh, "Okay." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's been really weird uh, since I've been here, or like different." I don't know which word he used. I think it might have been different. And I was like, in a good way, bad way? He's like, oh, everyone here is just so nice. I was like, oh, well, I'm so glad that, you know, you've we've had that impression on you so far. Like, just the people in general.
1: Yeah, until you see him and, on the side of the road. What? Until you see him on the road. Yeah, 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 exactly. Looking over that, people flipping you off and honking at you that, and shit.
2: That's everywhere. But, um, but anyways, then by that time, like, my we had already got to my floor and he still had a couple of levels to go up and I was like, all right, man, we have a good one, but it was just kind of one of those things where like you don't know what's around you or like you just don't know how things are in other places even in the same country. I mean, I know the United States is yeah insanely massive, but just stuff like that, it's crazy. Like t- to us, you just think of, like it wasn't even like I was, like not saying I think I did anything. I'm assuming I just was like friendly for him to th- assume that i was in texas but it was just kind of cool how he thought people in this area are just more friendly in, in general than from where he's been living especially since this is his first time it was like a culture shock which is kind of cool like sick because we're obviously we're still in the united states but it's still so different in terms of i guess just
1: I f- the, I f- the I
2: behavior feel, of things you know
1: i feel like that's more of a, like a an awesome vibe too You know, like, of course, Austin's going to be completely different than, like, New York or something like that. Like, you will never see that happen in New York. Or very (laughs) rarely. Just be like, nah, bro, you forgot your key?
2: You said New York or what?
1: Tough luck. Like, just any of those bigger cities. Oh, yeah.
2: No, I have my key, but yeah, I know what you mean. But from San Fran, I was like, oh, great. Romero's going to turn into an asshole after he he moves there and lives. Just kidding. in order in order to adapt to the the uh but the society guidelines there yeah
0: (laughs) he's already already practicing now no i think i think you're right though i think also like you just maybe it's different in like a fast-paced cities Ramiro, right but like you also just don't know the stories around you you know what i mean like you don't know where anyone like sometimes we're just yeah you know like it just feels like the whole simulation thing where we people fantasize about us being in a simulation sometimes it just feels like that when people are just walking around doing their own thing right it's it's really hard and it's not even on people's minds to just kind of be mindful enough to think about like everything going on around you at all times because that's like it, it i mean you know um someone i heard a quote somewhere about the current like real prevalence of anxiety i think someone was describing it along the lines of like anxiety is just humans having like that same instinct as when they did a long time ago but it's just planning for the future and the future is so uncertain sometimes like sometimes we're just always on 10 that we're not like anxiety can just be reduced definition wise to wait i have everything in front of me like when it comes to food or not everybody of course but like a majority of people who have this feels like sometimes they have everything they need and it's like wait what about now like i'm just now what do i have to like put all my energy towards and it just turns into that but i think yeah kind of like what i got from you austin from what you just said is like it's true like we just we don't really know the stories about people who are so close around us you know we kind of just walking around doing our own thing but yeah for for him in that moment it probably meant a lot you know like he just probably had different experiences elsewhere but maybe the pace of the city matters too i don't i feel like i don't know i haven't really lived in austin It definitely
1: does. The pace of the 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 city definitely matters. I feel like you're right though. Like
0: like, the movies in New York portray New York probably dramatically, but like it's probably I mean, yeah. I would imagine New York's just like subway. Go fast. Nobody cares if you even know like where you're going. Like they need to get to where they're going, yeah. That's
1: that's something that I find so cool though. Like (laughs) there's there's (laughs) so many people in an enclosed area, yeah. And like, if you look at us from like a bird's eye view, we would literally be like ants, dude. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. just going to their own thing, not caring about the word about anything else. But, I mean, when situations like that do come up, it is better, of course, to be nice about things. Like, you know how there's, there's a lot of TikToks going around like, hey, what song are you listening to? Or, or hey, what's your favorite restaurant? Or shit like that. And, of course, there's, there's people that stop. And are okay with it, be like, oh, I'm listening to this, or oh, this is my favorite restaurant in this area. But of course, there's people are like, no, fuck off, dude. Like, I don't have time <laughs> for you, or uh, I don't want, I don't want to answer your question. Like, but that's that's something that I that fascinates me. That like, there's so many people here, and everybody's just doing their their own thing. Something that everything's relative
0: too. Yeah. Everything's relative too. Like, you know, I'm I'm coming from a really small town. Like the last. I guess three places I've lived in have not been that fast. I mean, San Antonio, I've lived in San Antonio and that's probably like the most like city I've lived in, you know, and San Antonio is for a city with a lot of people. It's not really city-like. Like if still, no, San Antonio is like known for being a city with a lot of people, but it's also huge geography-wise. And therefore like it feels very home and cultured everywhere you go. And I think that I really love that about that city. But like moving here, Austin, I feel like, Austin, moving here into the city of Austin, comma Austin, comma like it just feels like very fast paced to me, like it's crazy. Perspective is huge, right? Because like for me, this and I'm like, there's way too much happening around me at all times. Way too many people within a close enclosed space at all times. To me, it's like whatever <laughs> that dude was feeling in San Fran, I
1: feel here. <laughs> yeah? yeah,
2: I will say that though, like when I do visit family in the Panhandle of Texas um where it's a little bit more smaller the pace of some things i'm just like bruh i can't (laughs) do this right now yeah like you notice it like at restaurants and stuff and i'm i'm patient and i'm not like picky or (laughs) farm to
0: table everywhere bro
2: no but when i'm saying like yeah when i'm saying this (laughs) reference i'm not like oh like give me this i want to cook this way take off these two things can you add these two things Oh, and also, can you sub this? Like, I'm just like, uh, can I get the number two? Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. As is fine. Cool. So, anyways, yeah. Sometimes you're like, damn. Like, but then you're like, well, they're in a small town. What else do they, like? This might sound rude. Sorry if, if you're listening and you live in a small town, but like, <laughs> it's like, well, what what else do you have to do? Like, where else are you going to go? I mean, it's your job, your house, school, or, and the rest is just bare land, you know? Like, I don't understand taking your time. Like, what's the rush? I get paid by the hour. So, who cares kind of thing. So it is funny when you mention that, but I will say though, I think regardless of wherever you live and I know it's like been harped on all the time, but it's just, I've been traveling obviously a little bit more recently and I'm sure you've seen it. Or I'm, I know it's not something that will ever go away, but it just recently it's been bugging me more is like when you travel and just the whole thing of like when the paint, the plane lands and as soon as it comes to a park, there's like people in like in the very last row basically wanna stand up and like in through the front go straight up to the front. Oh, it's like Oh my gosh. It was funny though see. when I came back from my Mexico trip, there's somebody had <sighs> had tried doing that. And then like there's a lot of people that stood up stood up in front of them and blocked them kind of kind of thing. Not like in a rude way, but it was like, Oh, like I'm gonna get up and go as well. And so I kinda joined in on that as well. Because I was like, I'm going to get run over if they, like, keep walking. And then I looked. And I was like, <laughs> Dude, I got to get off this plane. yeah. You can and get this... out of the plane either way. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, it was my turn. I always wait for all the rows in front of me to exit. And then once it's my turn on my row, I, I leave, you know? like
0: <laughs> I, I do the same thing. Like, I told you guys I've been traveling to a lot. And I'm just like, whenever I see that. And I'm usually, like, in the middle of the plane or towards the back. And I'm just like. Not first class? You know. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you about first class in a second. But, um. Yeah, you know, it's just like if someone really needs to get to the front of the plane that bad and save their 12 seconds of time of life that they're going to, you know, get out of the plane quicker than I am, then it's like it's fine. You know, if it's that important, that's fine. You see it a lot in, um, for me, like personally, like, I think of India a lot because the way I would describe walking around in the streets of like metropolitan cities in India, it's like nobody nobody really looks up at the world to me it feels like a lot of people are looking down at their feet towards their next step, like metaphorically, not, not literally. And like, what I mean by that, it's like, people are so focused on the next step of like where they need to go, what they need to do, what they need to pick up for the family, the next cup of tea that they need to pick up from the store on the side of the street, you know, like, it's not, it's very like, it feels at least as a spectator, very tunnel vision. Like, like I specifically remember I have this memory of like when I was a, uh, I think twelve years old or something like that, visiting India. Like there's a guy who was riding a motorcycle. Everybody, like a lot of people have motorcycles. He was riding like there's they don't follow follow like lanes even though they exist. They don't really follow like traffic lights even though like, they, little they exist.
1: <laughs> little mopeds? No, like motorcycles too. Like uh, mo-
0: like this dude, this dude had a motorcycle. My point was they don't follow traffic rules or just, like, they just like go like that, even though they exist. Well, you, they just go you see this, so, like, you even see on a red light.
1: Mexico too.
0: Yeah, but in yeah, exactly. I think you see it in a lot of places. Um yeah. but this dude took off someone's side mirror of a car. Um Uh-oh. but he didn't stop. He didn't stop or anything. He just kept going. And no the come, dude no in the car. Yeah, and the dude in the car wasn't like even surprised almost. You know what I mean? Cuz it's like he gets you know, one from his glove car? compartment. <laughs> Gosh, and put actually, it right here here there. Here he has the duct tape ready. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> like it's just it's probably just so normal and it just shows like that's kind of like the, the pace and like nobody's really concerned with anything when it comes to like transport or anything like that. But the thing I was going to say about first class is like I never understood that. And I, I never understood the time at which people board the airplane. Because if you think about it, if you're paying extra for first class, right, you're off the plane first. Mm-hmm. And when you get onto the plane, you're also the first people to sit on the plane. But it's like, you're going to sit there and just have, like, all these armpits and, like, freaking people just walking next to you. You want to, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but, like, you, wouldn't you want to just get on the plane when, like, last, when everyone's already on the plane? So you just get on the plane and, like, fly? Like, why would you want to pay to, like, sit there and sit? Like, you're not even doing anything besides I mean, waiting, too. I think you
1: don't, you don't have to get on whenever they call first class. You can get on whenever the hell you want. Yeah. But, I'd, I'd... but they call for first class first, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, because obviously you pay them more the most, so you have first priority. I think, yeah. but it, what do you one, get out of that? Like, but I think what one of the reasons is like, um, whatever compartment space, like overhead space to put your carry yeah. on. I think that's why, because it's like, I know for Southwest, obviously they have free bags that you can check as well as free bags that you can take on. Or yeah, bags fly free basically, as long as you're not bringing like more than two and they're not like.
1: Super heavy, yeah. Super heavy, or or whatever. Just yeah, if you just travel,
2: if yeah, if you pack regularly, and so like you're not guaranteed that even if you take it on the plane, that there's gonna be space, and you might have to check it. It's free, but obviously like I know people like the convenience of just having it above you, take it, and then boom, you don't have to wait for it to go to baggage claim. So I think that might be one reason, or another thing is just like peace of mind. You know, some people just like the fact like okay, I'm on my plane, I'm at my seat, like that's it. Because I know. like when it is time to check in or not check in to board they're very like prompt and like they get mad like if you're not paying attention like when i went to mexico going there we're waiting like same thing where i was being patient i was like zone three um and we're like waiting everyone's looking around and she's like hello like you guys need to come in like come on we got to go we got to go like line up why is nobody setting up here we're like you don't you didn't announced it, it. On
1: three, man.
2: yeah exactly you didn't announce it but everyone was like okay sorry like it wasn't yeah but i think that's also why they might feel like overwhelmed or rushed and so it's like i know if i get there early i go in and walk up and boom i'm there i don't have to worry about there being any issues so i, th- I think that might be why as well as peace of mind but i know it yeah, depends right. on it depends on the the airplane too because i know southwest that's what i normally fly at least in the in the united states um, there's, there's no like assigned seating, you know, they have like boarding groups, but same thing that just determines oh, yeah, who goes on first. That's
1: first come, first serve, right? Yeah, Southwest. first come, first serve. Yeah.
2: You can pay for like the first, I think they call it, like A1 through A15, which is basically like first class in the sense of you get on first and you can pick your seat first, but it's not like they have first class seats where you know they're nice and comfy or you get extra service or anything. It's literally just like you said, for you to be at the front. In that case, I totally would be like. Yeah, I don't want to pay for first class. But then I know like for American Airlines or Delta, like their first class, they actually have like legit. It's like two seaters, you know, leather and yeah. like
1: leg depend- space.
2: Yeah. Depending on where you're going, you know, you might actually get some good service or some good food. I have. Yet to- food. Yeah, I've never paid for that or whatever, but I-, I assume that like, for instance, going to Europe, I know it'd probably be expensive and I would not want to know the price, but I think it would be worth it. <laughs>
1: You don't you don't even have to do like uh, first class because I mean they do have they give you food, yeah. Um, oh they do they do have seats that are also like I mean you have to pay extra for it, but it's not necessarily just first class.
2: Oh, okay. For you to you know? like to kinda lay down or whatever if you wanted to Yeah.
1: Um nice. But I have experienced first class once.
2: Hey, nice. But
1: that was that was because we were it was Christmas break and I was in Mexico with my family and the flight that I had bought to go back to Dallas, I would need that. So I bought the ticket, tixi- the ticket, Mexico, Dallas, and then I was going to fly from uh, Dallas to, my, to where my college was, <clears throat> but literally like five or six hours before my flight, they called me they said my flight was canceled and that i don't have a flight to get back home <laughs> if i wanted to take the flight that i was currently on that flight was going to stop in san antonio and that's where i would have to get off and find some other place to get another way to get from san antonio to to uh, dallas um and <laughs> i was like mom like i need to go today cuz i need to get i need to get to college tomorrow because we leave for Hawaii in the next two or three days. I got to be there. Um, and so we tried to book a ticket, but the only ticket available was an American Airlines. Uh, first class. First class. So I was like, I wonder what this is going to be like. Dude, you get to put you get to put your feet up, <laughs> kind of just lay back a little bit. And then they're like, oh, what do you want to eat? And it was my first time in it, so I was like, they're gonna pay for it and they're like no it comes included with a, it comes included with the ticket and I was like do you want chicken do you want salmon what do you want and I was like god damn they're like, what do you want to drink and I was like holy shit maybe I like just did experience ramen
2: <laughs> but, um, so do you have any lunchables
1: <laughs> for real bro? you got any you got any pretzels <laughs> hey those pretzels from southwest hit bro. nah bro they're too fucking salty L- lately, I, know, I think I just like salty stuff. Yeah, Shulker.
2: Not more of a, not a sweet guy, more of a salty I'll guy. I do both.
1: I just eat whatever. Oh, dude, I really, I really like like those uh, those little cookies that American Airlines gives you. Oh, those um, those um the 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 ah uh, those for your
0: <laughs> biscoff 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 oh, yes yeah, yeah. bro those all, are they're both d- <laughs> those are dude that is oh my god they are dangerous <laughs> those are- my boy. When you those are fantastic, they, they started like selling them in bulk too from Costco. From I like, Costco, yeah, this is, bro, this is enough for me for like two weeks, right? <laughs> Dude, yeah, those are good. Shit, it was gone in like three days, bro. I was like yes. just dipping it in my coffee. I was that's dangerous, bro. My dad yeah, really my bad. Dad got
1: those.
2: <laughs> no, they're legit. And recently, Southwest has been doing like, have you guys ever had like Gardettos? It's like a chip. Yeah. They, yeah. they have those two. It's kind of like it's not a trail mix, but it's a mix. Where basically it was like Gardettos and I love that even more. That's so good.
1: Is it not but, like is it not like Chex Mix? Is that a trail mix?
2: Maybe kind of like Chex Mix. Too. But it has like a different seasoning to it. I don't know how to explain it.
1: But it's but it's the same like yeah, yeah, ingredients. Same. I believe so. like the pretzels, so. the breadstick, or the whatever the fucking... Yeah. I'll be honest, what's, it's
2: been a while since I've had Chex Mix. What's that
1: chip? That like, like brown the brown chip? chip. Yeah.
2: Maybe it is the same. That's thing. the gordetto. Yeah, but I think probably is the same then. Probably the same as Chex Mix, but that that's been pretty good too.
0: But... Oh, dude, I could put I could put Chex Mix down too. See, I'm really <laughs> bad with snacks. I'm really bad with snacks. But, but I think sure we should. Now. Have... I think I'm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no, no you had a proposal, <laughs> so I need it. A... That's more important.
2: Oh no, I'll just kind of switch tracks a little bit. Just give an update to our listeners who listened to our last episode if that's all right or no yeah Let's go here. ahead bro oh no what do we i do was, i was gonna say i think we should uh you got talk, the floor talk about the kendrick lamar concert because last episode we said we were gonna go to his dallas show we took our number one listener danny and uh so yeah that has happened and i figured we spent some time talking about it before we uh Say there. goodbye for real this time to Romero for a month.
0: Damn, why are you going to say it like that, bro? He's not dying.
2: Okay,
0: um, <laughs> I'm dying for a yeah, month, dude. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's hey, off chill. the grid. <laughs> he's literally off the grid. Yeah, that's that's uh.
1: No, that's I'm out of service, so we're okay. Oh, you are? Yeah. Bro, are you serious? How? Uh...
0: He's I'm sorry, Austin. I'm, just, I'm just so confused because like, bro, it was a struggle when I went because I didn't have service and my phone got
1: stolen at one point. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so like, what phone do you have? iPhone what? Uh, 13. 12. Okay, so you know your phone has two SIM cards, right? Nope. So, <laughs> so, so your phone has like, it has a SIM card installed into it, like the one that you can poke out. And take out, and then has an electronic SIM card. So technically, with your phone, you can have two phone numbers. Damn. So there is, uh, you don't even need the, to pull a Kevin Gates. There's, <laughs> there's a service to where you buy like a plan, like a, just like a data plan, um, and I mean you can buy like five gigs for like eight bucks or something like that. But it's, like, the the thing is, is, like, the difference is the amount that you're buying and the days that it, it lasts. Mm. So, like, you can buy, like, a five-gig one that only lasts you seven days for, like, five bucks. Or if you want, like, a two-week one, it's going to cost you, like, nine. And then you can do more than that. Um, so I already have that. And then as soon as I get to Europe, it's just automatically going to switch to that uh, that, like, electronic SIM. So I might not be able to, like, have the same phone number but i'll be able to use um lte and if i mean if i have that i'll be able to use um iMessage and stuff like that
2: who's your carrier at&t okay that's you know, my we sponsor
1: team. no we're not sponsored by at&t hey yo, i don't know, know if i'd want to
2: sponsored bro. by at&t sorry i was about to say i
1: don't think a lot to me bro <laughs> why
0: not bro i'd pull up with the i'm brought this episode is brought to you by at&t every single time bro <laughs> No, I was going to say that works out for you, Romero, because, you know, we're going to you're probably going to pick up a lot of ladies when you're over there. So when you're trying to kind of get rid of them, you don't really have to do any work. You just fly back over here and they can't text you anymore.
1: Well, that ain't happening, bro.
0: Anyways, we'll go back to uh, the topic that Austin proposed, which is a great idea, because I
1: found that I think that I think. okay, we found out that Kendrick Lamar can bring people really close together, even though they're strangers.
0: Oh my god, that's a beautiful way to put it. That's a he, you know, his album is two discs, which means it's like kind of two albums in one. And the first album is Mr. Morale, and then the second disc is The Big Steppers, which is why it's called Mr. Morale and The Big Steppers. But the first disc is really like has themes of love in it, whereas the second disc is more of the Mr. Morale, which is like him talking to us as like listeners, as society, through a different lens. As he always does, he's really introspective. But that first side, there's a lot of themes of love. There's a lot of like love going on. And we could have... The love just manifested, Romero. The love just manifested to those and two literally people. Literally manifested sitting, right in front of us. Right in front of us. And uh, <laughs> we just saw two people who were strangers to each other really grow close. And it manifested physically it manifested, uh, in and manifested... Emotionally spiritually. Possible. Emotionally, spiritually, physically, everything. Yeah. But anyways, I think, I think, uh, so we got, we got, I guess, would you say, poor seating tickets? I don't even know how to say, describe it, but it was, it was pretty like high up. But man, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was great. When I put on a show, dude. Like I also learned that he can sing live. Like he can actually sing live. And I, something that I was telling Ramiro, because me and Ramiro ended up moving just to get a better view um, of the, the concert and not like the people who of are- the concert, Of the concert, not of, yeah. Of the concert. Um, but it just felt not like a concert. It felt like more of like an art show. You know what I mean? Because he started off yeah. the tour with the whole glass box, like which were pictures we saw from his Oklahoma City tour uh, show. But he brought that to this one too. But it just felt like an art show. Like you had people, like at the beginning of the show was really- just an art show because he had people dressed up in white suits and black suits and they were like marching together to the point where Kendrick Lamar was introduced and it was really cool because as you guys know in the song N95 he says in one of his lyrics he's like I'm tired of choosing between like the black and the white and he's talking like obviously it's like a double entendre about like society about people about race um but also like the duality of life he talks about the duality of life a lot and so like when you can see like what he's talking about kind of envision his vision like in person in that type of like show because like the people in the white and black suits they were there for the whole show you know what i mean they came yeah. up periodically they were marching up periodically doing dances um different then, types of dances to different types of songs go ahead awesome
2: I, yeah. I noticed i see i know there's no coincidences like when you put on a show it seemed like only the women were wearing the white and all the men were wearing black
1: that, I, yeah, noticed I, didn't that. That I, I didn't i thought about it but i was like i don't know about that I noticed that too, Austin.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know what the reasoning is,
0: but I'm sure there is a reason. I doubt it's a coincidence.
2: But, anyways, keep talking. There's just
0: so much. Like, that's the point. Like, there's just so much. It's It's not him coming out, you know, performing his songs and going back inside. He had different scenes, different setups, different everything. Like, it just felt like, even to this point right now, I feel like there's so much I didn't understand about it. Like, as there is so much I don't really understand about the album either. But like, that's what I think what I really, really like about him as an artist, and we talked about this a little bit in the car afterwards with Danny, just kind of like how the more time that went by, like, whether it was like seconds or minutes, it felt like we had witnessed something, you know what I mean? Because like, we talked about how he's probably going to be regarded as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, I think he will go down as the greatest, like hip hop artist, just because of like his impact so far with his earlier albums. Um but like to to leave that show and just kind of just you know draw wide open, just thinking about everything. It does something to you, you know what I mean? Like it just feels like he's so multifaceted and just very multidimensional with his like thoughts and music that like it's just always gonna keep you thinking. Like to pimp a butterfly. If, if anyone has not heard that album, like I know that his album Damn won a Pulitzer award, which is like a really prestigious like national award. But yeah, it is. If you haven't heard to pimp a butterfly. That album is just complete art. I know that on not, a lot of the songs are not exactly like listenable. Like we, I think there's only one song on the whole album that actually like reached the radio, maybe two, sorry. But the whole thing is just a narrative of him telling a story that you probably won't hear on the radio, but it's just so impactful that I feel like everyone should hear it at least once. Like, yeah, it's yeah. my gist about the concert and Kendrick Lamar.
2: Boy, even, I mean, I know, People probably saw a video recently of security guard. I don't want to talk about that one yet. All right. I guess it's...
0: <laughs> hey, the video is so, I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Like, no, no, I, but I was going
2: to go
0: ahead. No, it's just, it made me laugh, bro. It just made me laugh. Cause no, that, that I... video is so funny. Oh yeah.
2: Well, I was going to say though, like in, in our row, like before you had moved up, but our, just our initial row, um, the lady that was next to me or whatever, or that was next to you initially cron. Her I guess her boyfriend, husband or whatever.
1: Her man's
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her significant other um partner when yeah. All of the above. <laughs> hey, could have been a friend as well. Just like we you never know, you never assume. You never assume that <laughs> yeah, someone's dude. a couple.
1: You never assume somebody's a couple. And then it's That's gonna take true. you
2: for a whirlwind when you see <laughs> Someone who thinks in a couple start doing things with another person that you know is not in a couple, and you think they're doing it right in front of their significant other, but they might not have been significant others to begin with. But anyways, I think when Father Time started playing, uh, he started crying too. Actually, I saw him like he was sitting down and just tears, and like she was patting like his head, and then and so what i'm getting at is like it is cool to see the impact that music really yeah, does man. have on people yeah. and like like kind of what you're going back to earlier of you're not necessarily aware of what other people are going through or their situation and how they view life or their perspective and so it's kind of cool to just be exposed to that at times um like obviously i, I can't assume like why he might have been crying other than just that it's a really meaningful song to him you know good or bad but either way you know it meant something to him so it was, it was cool to see and then like i said it was just crazy then going back now to that video that security guard i know that one was to love and i don't know the lyrics too much on that one i haven't listened to it as recently but I, i've listened to the lyrics of father time so i can kind of maybe connect dots if i wanted to why i might have been crying but anyways it's just cool just in general just to just see people being in the moment i guess is what it comes down to you know just, like, yeah, actually just appreciating it and just living in it. Because, obviously, you can't watch the show as the security guard, but still listening in it and just being in the presence. Like, I I was telling my wife this, like, I I wasn't, like, idolizing Kendrick, but I just still, like you said, in that moment, I just was, like, damn. Like, this is cool to be in the presence of him, you know, in the sense just, like, of how much talent he is. And, obviously, he yeah, has good music, and all that. Yeah, exactly.
0: So. Yeah. You're so right. It's crazy how you brought it full circle, just like the whole, you know, not not assuming too much of like what's around you, not knowing people's stories and like somehow acknowledging that there's maybe more than what you think is there, like right around you. But yeah, Father Time, like that, that's a, that's just one of those songs on the album too. I think, have you guys heard, um, I'm sorry to bring up to Bimbo Butterfly again, because we're talking about his new, his new. Tour new new album, but if you guys listen to the song "You" like the letter "U" by Kendrick Lamar, yeah, um, have you Austin? It's been a while, but yes, you should. Yeah, it's just one of those songs. Like, I know that 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 man was really probably feeling like the, the lyrics and and. Like vibrations from father time but i think you that song was the one that did it for me initially and that's kind of like when i knew like i was like man this this dude makes music differently like he just makes music differently than anyone else i've heard before like in the song he he's taking on the perspective of like different family members and he just he breaks down crying on the song itself like as his family member and you can hear a bottle clink against like you can hear glass clinking while he's like gulping down alcohol like into the microphone Mm -hmm. but if you think about it it's like it's just crazy because like it's such a small detail that doesn't seem like a lot but like while this while he's like telling you a story through the perspective of someone else into a microphone after he's written down these lyrics right and thought about them and written them down and like to include such like a significant detail like that like alcohol bottle clinking glass on glass like just to make you feel that extra you know oomph Mm -hmm. It's just like it's like levels of creativity that I really admire and like the attention to detail. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it's just crazy to think about. But yeah, if you guys have not like listened to the song You by Kendrick Lamar, definitely do that. He also has a song called I that you probably have listened to, which is, you know, the the song that follows it. But um, yeah, it it was like you said, Austin, it's just about like feeling the art that's in front of you like whether that's a song or a show or whatever it is like I definitely felt it I think he even did an interview about like a little girl actually interviewed him yeah I saw that yeah and and she asked him about or she pointed out the the video of the security guard like actually crying and his I think his response was like really I think it was something along the lines of like yeah I'm just I'm just trying to like tell the story of like the duality of life and I think if people feel it, then I'm doing my job, something like that. But yeah, he's, he just but...
2: wants people to feel something. Exactly, so he's glad people can feel something listening to his music. And obviously, he's like, I hope he's doing okay, kind of thing. But like, just yeah, just let it happen.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> but listen to, uh, I think just live music in general. You know, obviously, there's different types, but whatever it is, definitely get out there if you have in a while because like Romero said this was his first concert concert concert. like going on going to a show that is on tour not just like a a festival or kind of just like a pop-up event you know like like you said an intentional artist put together you know whole act and everything so yeah but or or if you're not into live music which I don't think any of our listeners aren't but if you're not whether it is, like, you know, theater or even sports, you know, it's, like we said, it's good to be in the moment and enjoy it at times whatever you may be. It's good to take a step outside. I know it's hell, hot as hell, but, you know, take advantage of the It is those hell opp- sometimes
0: over here, not in Texas, bro. <laughs> yeah, but Feel take like advantage
2: it. of those opportunities. So I am appreciative to you, Karan, for giving us that opportunity. So, you know, it's been a... One, one that we won't forget. I know I won't forget, so.
0: Yeah, dude, don't worry. It's also like like I was saying in that episode, I think it was last episode, it was like you got to live in moments. Like I, that's what I've learned. Like the moments are what you remember and the moments are usually like what kind of dictate the way you reflect on a lot of stuff. But also I think personally, like I was also like a person who was not too fond of like live concerts. I'd never wanted to go to one. I never really went to one. The only one I went to before this was one that my friend, told me like i should go with him for go with him too and like after that when i was like man you know i I look at things a little bit differently i think i I also encourage like listeners who are not fond of it or not interested at all because of any preconceived notions like try it out like you never know until you try something out and like to truly know that you dislike something or to confirm like any kind of bias and i don't know i just like you said austin is like just moments memories like that i won't forget either like i just specifically remember not to call you, I'm not calling anybody out. But like, I just specifically remember when I don't know if it was Backstreet Freestyle or Mad City, one of those came on. I told Romeo to come up and stand next to me, and I just like put my hand, I just put my arm around his shoulder. And we were just jumping up and down. And then we looked down, and Austin's like standing on top of his chair, like going, <laughs> "Bro, he's standing on top of his chair, literally rapping every single lyric and just going crazy." And then Family Ties came on, and we were joking about that song earlier. And Danny, our the number one OTD uh, listener, dedicated listener, turned around with a straight face and, like, wrapped like, immaculately the lyrics of the song, like, looking at me dead in the face, like, just without even smiling or anything. And I'm just like, dude, he's feeling it. Like, he's in it. He's in the song. He's like, pop off only on occasion, brother. He just looked at me, <laughs> bro. No expression on his face. It was it, bro. <laughs> I it was featuring. It. it was featuring Danny, not Baby Keen. Not Baby <laughs> Keen,
1: bro.
0: Well, I think Ken shout out Danny. Shout sure out one. Danny. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. It was great. Um, I definitely would do that again with you guys. Maybe. Uh, well, I mean, we've we've gone to uh FC Dallas games. <laughs> next before, next up is uh
2: Suicide Boys. Oh man, <laughs> yes, sir. It'll be a different When's
0: type it? of live music ex- experience, but we'll be in the mosh pit.
1: <laughs> Completely different, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Completely
2: different. But. but, Romero, I know we said bye last time, but this time again, we'll say bye. I hope you have fun. Make sure I don't, I'm not even saying this sarcastically. Sorry, I can't talk. And I'm sorry, I sound nasally. I've had allergies this week when I went to Austin. So I know my voice sounds more annoying than usual. Um, but,
0: also, it's also because I beat you at a bunch of games outside of kate last oh, night. Oh, okay, okay. And so you're you weren't too happy with that.
2: He took a picture of his one win. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey yo. <laughs> I mean, sorry of all his wins. <clears throat> oh, but I was gonna say, Ramiro, when you do go to Europe, I know you're gonna have like plenty of uh, stories to tell. So I encourage you to document them in your notes, your phone notes, and that way we have plenty of. Uh,
1: experiences to talk about yeah
2: discussions because i look forward to hearing about it and i know we're not going to be able to tackle all the fun stuff uh in one episode but here and there we look forward to uh yeah we'll
1: do we'll do
2: listening to your experience and sharing it with our listeners and hopefully getting tips because i will i will say i think i told kran yesterday that i definitely plan on going hopefully soon hopefully next year with my wife europe so i'll have to i'll, I'll
1: third wheel if you want
2: <laughs>
0: yeah you could be the tour guy
1: yeah since i got since i got another another flight another flight. Oh, also
0: the way, just to confirm we're going to continue recording me and austin while Ramirez in europe just to uh give the listeners what they want but probably two-thirds of what they want
1: <laughs> more like one-third but what however yes whatever y'all say
0: why? Because I'm I'm number three, so Austin's all they want, or what?
1: No, because I'm carrying. I got two thirds. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> but
2: we'll, uh, on Off the Dome Instagram account, at Dome Podcast, we will try to repost some of... Actually, we'll try to share some of Romero's... Uh, Pictures if he shares any with us throughout the trip and keep y'all updated of uh, if he's still alive or not and if the show is gonna continue. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll was... keep in touch with you guys for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> One also, sounded okay.
0: like that that video where he was. Have you seen that video of that NFL players he sneezes like? Oh, bless you, thank you. <laughs> he keeps going. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm
2: laughing and coughing. <laughs> He did it all. He did it all. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he, like you said, he sneezed, he said, bless you, and he said, thank you, as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it was so
2: seamless too, wasn't for Sorry. That was laughing, I was just about to cough, so that's why that was that random sound. But yes, oh I'll, I'll stop talking it for the rest of this show. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.
0: All righty. <laughs>
1: Alright, bye bro. Peace. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>